welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming out at you from the Cat Cave in the Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, I am releasing this episode today on my birthday. I am decided, fuck it, I really wanted to put an episode out on my birthday. And this episode with uh, Stephen Davis and John Schroeder, writers for literally one of my favorite TV shows of all time, uh, Bob's Burgers. They were as cool and as wonderful as I hoped. I really think like they were my people. We had just funny dudes. We got. I, th- I thought we got along really well. They were so nice. Super. F- I made them laugh, which made me laugh. Uh, we laughed a lot. It's like a really fun episode. Uh, I think this kind of. It might have been. It's definitely up there. One of the most fun experiences I've ever had recording a podcast. So you can make sure you find them on Twitter at DeerFlesh and at Bob's Burgers John. Uh, we get real deep into it with uh, the Bob's Burgers talk, but also not, and we talk about other stuff. And so, you know, uh, I don't know if you, you may have watched this other show on Netflix called Masters of None that I absolutely love, played by Kelvin Yu, who's also a writer for Bob's Burgers. Turns out that him and Steven are uh, former writer partners. And so, like, before I started the episode, in my head, I was just secretly like, man, how cool would it be if they, like, called Kelvin into the room and I could talk to him as well on the show? You know, just like this little fantasy. No lie, this fucking happens in this episode. I could not believe it. So I got to talk to three of Bob's Burgers writers and Kelvin, because he's also a writer for Bob's Burger, from Masters of None. And it was, it's fucking nuts. And they were just as cool as one could be. Um... Follow them online, you know, just nice people. F- support Bob's Burgers, watch it, buy the cool toys. I mean, I have Bob's Burger pop figurines, a Monopoly board, blanket, a couple of t-shirts, my wife has socks. Um, I think we're Bob's Burger calendar. Oh, God, we are. We're really in it. We are way, we're, really, we're, we're in it. We love it. The whole family loves it. It's such a wonderful, heartfelt show. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, so this is a fun episode. Um, I want to say thanks to my new producer, Tom Whelan. I believe he's out in the UK, but we just teamed up, so if the sound quality is better than usual, it's because of Tom. I am recording the intro on my phone just because I don't have time to put everything up, so the episode will sound much better. Um, thank you, as always. Um, I said um a lot. So let me, uh, let's get to it. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Let's Chat Podcast. Uh, those are all the things. Make sure you follow them. And yeah, I got nothing else. Oh, I will have a new episode next week. We will have Tad Stone. He is an animator. He's a co-producer, writer, director, and creator of Darkwing Duck. He's worked on things like DuckTales, Chippendale, Gummy Bears. Uh, he actually turned out he was a storyboard artist in Bob's Burgers. Uh, so it's like animation month here at uh, Let's Chat. And it's I've got to say it's pretty cool. So let's get to it. Podcasting. So I started doing this in uh, 2013. Whoa. Yeah, and then it didn't get good for a while. It was like really just like friends, and then slowly having people like I was like, oh, I should talk to get. You know, you work through all your friends who are just whatever, and then you just kind of work your. It just kind of snowballs, and then just kind of a hobby that just kind of took off and kept with it. Uh, and where where are you? What uh what what state country are you in? Uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, East East Coast. So you guys, are you guys both? So Bob's is based out of LA. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So wait, by the way, have we started? Is this is this a podcast we're on right now, or is there like introduction? I don't want to cut. I don't want to like. I'm asking you questions, but feel free. No, to no, say. this is basically it. Yeah, I'll just do an intro right in the front. Yeah, I'd maybe just say who you are, so people know whose voice is who. Yeah, John, you want to start saying your name? I'll start saying my name by saying John Schrader. And this is Stephen Davis from Bob's Burgers, the TV show. One of the greatest TV shows. And I'm not just saying that as hyperbole. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys must hear lots of – actually, I, I was actually – that was one thing that I was wondering about you guys what must deal with because um, – so I'm like a huge Simpsons fan, like yeah. like probably much of your crossover. But, um, and I'm not a dick about it anymore. I 
think I had that period of my life or like golden age of Simpsons, nothing else. And then I've, you know, got older and eased off of that. Are you finding that with Bob's fans yet? Cause what, nine, oh, you, eight seasons. We, and then did I read picked up for two more seasons? Well, yeah. So we're, you know, we Congrats. have the, uh, the, the movie, there's going to be a, a Bob's burgers movie. And so we at least know that movie comes out in 2020. That's public information, right, John? It is. They're not going to cancel us before that. If they did, that's crazy. That's so, bad business. Which is, they shouldn't do that. Well, television's never done anything stupid before, so. Not ever. You're good. And so, yeah, so we'll at least be on television and making more Bob's Burgers until 2020, and then hopefully for the rest of our lives after that. And here's what I'll say about anyone who says only Golden Age of the Simpsons. Watch a current episode, and I dare you not to laugh at least three times. They're, they're still funny. People just get a little high and mighty about certain eras. Um, but it's still a very funny show, in my humble opinion. No, yeah. I think I think you're right because I I I watch some of the older ones and some of the older ones are all, they're all good, but there are ones that aren't as good as you remember because you only remember your favorite 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 famous moments. Right. And, you know, some of those episodes are fillers. They're great. I mean, I I like them. I love them. And I yeah, the the newer seasons. I I have heard there's been like a bit of a renaissance in the 20s again. So, I would say so. I mean, but it's like anything else. You know, you just get used to it and you take it for granted. I mean, you, you gotta know? you gotta watch it as a comic book. You know what I mean? It's just gonna change and rotate. And and what 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 do you compare it to? Like, oh, The Simpsons. All these other shows have been on for thirty years and kept it fresh. Like, <laughs> right. Fuck you, man. Just, yeah, exactly. Just it's shut tough. the fuck up and just enjoy a great <laughs> thing. It's a, it. Yeah. Why can't people just enjoy nice things? And it's free. <laughs> I don't even pay for it. I'm complaining Great. about this thing that I feel like I'm not. I use. I'm not like that anymore. I've gotten better. But, I mean, everything's free. I feel like anything you can watch for free these days. Mm-hmm. You just have to know somebody's password. I'm talking about stealing. Oh, yeah, that's all I do. Yeah. I don't have cable. I steal HBO, Showtime, any, any. Actually, no, I pay for Hulu, so that's how I watch Bob's. Yeah. And then Bob's. There's only saying two- that we're on Bob's. <laughs> I don't know why I said yeah, like yeah, he pays for Hulu. I gotta <laughs> get that dollar, dollar from Hulu. Yes, that Hulu money. <laughs> and then I, I don't, I'm not, I was a, not anymore. I was a Nielsen Raider for like three months, and it's a waste of time and money. So at the time, I was like obsessed with the community, and it was always on the brink. And then they came to my door, so I would just, put, it was right when they did digital, so I would just put on community on my, would go to work and just leave it on all day. Thinking it would get it saved, and hey, well, it got six seasons, so I'd like to <laughs> take credit for that. By the way, the numbers are crazy though. So few people are Nielsen uh, people that it actually does truly affect the rating. Like you are, you are, you might have made a difference. Yeah, well, yeah, because like they explain their like data process to you, and like you know, I like I went to college and have a basic knowledge of scientific sampling. I'm like, this is grossly inaccurate. <laughs> this is what? right. This is not how you do data sampling at all. Like, yeah. We'll pick 700 people in Michigan. Yes. And, and do they pay you also? You get like a dollar or $5 or something in it's an envelope? It's like $60 to sign oh. up or something stupid. And then a dollar – I'm not kidding. A dollar a month. You end up spending more on the electricity mm. to keep your power strip on than you do from actually using it. So the incentive is not really there either. No, just your, just your love for community was the uh, your true incentive. And you it's like Morty? What's that? Do you like Rick and Morty too? You know, it's weird. I have not gotten to that one yet. Whoa. Nothing yeah. against it. Have, have you, I'm sure you guys have that too. Like, there's a lot of stuff and time in the day, and there's just there's certain things. Thing. Yeah. But I've noticed a lot of people who like community uh, have found Rick and Morty pretty quickly. Yeah, I know. I don't love Dan Harmon as a human. I don't hate him. I just, I find him a little bit off putting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I liked Harmontown, the documentary, but um, I don't know. I like the show a lot. It was just from, and I love animation. It was maybe it's just one of those things that I think got so popular by the time I watched it, people overhyped it for me, and I was like, I'll wait, I'll wait till this ends, and I'll come back to it. Gotcha. On a long, a long plane ride or a weekend, you'll just watch it all. I yeah. bet you enjoy it, but we can move on. I'm sure I'll like it. I'm sure I'll like it. But so I'm, I'm curious for like both of you. What what is your backgrounds? Are you? I know. Stephen is Jewish. Yeah, and John <laughs> is a tall Christian. <laughs> but we make it work. <laughs> I smell so calm. Yeah, exactly. A short Jew. Stephen, you go first. All right, I. Uh, I mean, my back goes to. I mean, I, we've been here so long, so it's just like so you're I from am from Tennessee, correct? Whoa, 
Yeah, from Nashville, Tennessee. Nash- okay, I'm trying to yeah. remember. That is that's so. Weird. Talk slower. Yeah, I'm not wearing shoes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, from Nashville. I moved to LA in 2000 and geez, four, three, 2003. And then I worked like at Fox for a little while as an assistant, kind of like writing at my desk. And then I got a job working for Sasha Cohen. So I worked on the movie Bruno for a couple, for like a long time, almost like two years. And then, and then Bob's honestly came right after that with my writing partner, Kelvin Yu, who's not in this room, but he is my, my dear partner. Yeah, I would. I, you, were partner, you started the show, but then you split up during the show, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah but you're still working yeah. project outside. Yes. Because I love Masters of None, and like finding out that he was a writer for Bob's Burger kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Is he still here? Should we get him in? Of course you can get Kelvin. We can get a quick, we can do a guest spot if you want. Oh, man, yeah. that'd be so cool. Because he, yeah. he's fantastic on that show. And then I read the bio on like Wikipedia one day. I'm like, wait, what? You can't, what? It like, it threw me for a fucking loop. No, he does. He does too. He, he does cool things. Kelvin, yeah, he, oh, he doesn't even know you're on a podcast right now. It's oh. called it's called Let's Chat, Providence, Rhode Island. He was live. just singing your praises on the Master of None. Oh, hi, podcast. Hey, <laughs> nice to meet. Thank you so. No, nice to meet you. I was just <laughs> praising your exactly. I, I was a huge fan of Masters of None, and then like went on like Wikipedia or IMDb and saw you wrote for Bob's, and then my mind exploded because those are like two of my favorite shows. Yeah, they're two of my favorite shows too. Thanks for uh, being a fan. How do you how do you uh, know my friend Stephen and John? Uh, Twitter essentially. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we just yes on Twitter, and I said yes if I could have someone else do it with me because I'm not very interested. The great equalizer. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is pretty great. Uh, like, you know, Bob's is one of my favorite shows, and I love talking to like people who write for things I love, and it worked out really well. So I'm very happy. That's great. Are you a writer as well? No, honestly, I I work in the mental health field. I'm a case manager. Wow, that's important. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I work for like an outpatient at a psychiatric hospital. And then uh, like I'm just a fan of all of these things, which kind of makes it more fun because like this is the part of the day I actually enjoy. You know what I mean? Who, like, else, who else do you want to come into the room right now? You just say anybody and they will come in. It doesn't even have to be a Bob's person. <laughs> Anyone in the world. Uh, we oh, got was you. that Steve Harvey in the hallway? <laughs> oh, that's such a good poll. I'd love to talk to him about men's warehouse. Hey, what's up? It's Steve Harvey. <laughs> hey, Steve Harvey. Hey, everything's going well with me. <laughs> Steve Harvey. Everything. You still not letting people in your dressing room? <laughs> no, and I don't. I make fun of Asian people also. <laughs> On, yeah, yo, you didn't know that? Yeah, he's a, he's a problematic <laughs> character. Is that the right yeah. word for him? I was trying to think of a beloved person when I pulled him. Yeah, I know. He's an odd beloved person. Who is beloved still nowadays? Oh, Jill, that's a great question. Great I don't question. mean that to like to be shitty. I just um, can't think off the top of my head. James Gunn? Yeah. No. No. Can't do uh, that. No. 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 Well, no. 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 Sitting down. Shit. Um, I think Mr. Rogers is still beloved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, di- I didn't get to see the documentary yet, but I've heard it's very good. Kelvin doesn't know he's yeah. I mean, I, I I've reached out and he hasn't uh, uh, he hasn't contacted me. Well, um, I, I, I would say Christian Slater has stayed out of trouble. Oh yeah, Mr. Robot. He was on Archer. That was fucking awesome. Yep. You guys Leaning have the, some crossover. The cube. I got to meet him once. He was very nice. But, on top of it. But now Amazing. that I've said his name out loud, we're about to find out something terrible. Oh yeah. No. Do you guys are you surprised by certain people that aren't shit? You know who's one I'm surprised like isn't a shithead? Not that like like Jeff Goldblum always has had this like era of being kind of a flirty like creep or whatever. Nothing's come yeah. out against him, and I've. And he was amazing in Thor. He's a really I, good friend. I think because oh, <laughs> I think you know because I think a Jeff Goldblum scandal would just not make headlines. It'd be like, yeah, no Doisky. Yeah, no, <laughs> no Doisky. <laughs> I don't know, possibly. Like, I mean, I don't care if he's like a philanderer or something, but if you're like Kevin Spacey, you're like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's different. Yeah. No, he was. He's a monster. Not Christian yeah. Slater, Kevin Spacey. No, yeah, Christian Slater is incredible. In case people say there's listening. Christian Slater is a monster talent. Can you guys get him yeah. on your show? Like, do you guys do that too? Like, I, I talked to like, one of the Simpsons writers, and they were telling me that they literally just like are fans of people, and they'll have them come and do voices just because they can meet them. Have you done that yet? I don't think That's a good we. Question. We uh, not not really. I don't think we actually. The the weirdest casting was one time Michael Madsen got dropped off at the wrong building, so he was literally just standing out in front of our building trying to get a ride somewhere. And we were like, hey, do you want to do a voice real quick on our show? <laughs> and he was like, yes. And so, That's a true story. And Are you so, kidding? No, this is real. Michael Madsen was like, <laughs> outside. Not angry. Just like was, frustrated well, outside. Well, yeah, angry. Yeah. yeah. He's not not angry out yeah. there. But yeah, because he was dropped off at the wrong place. And yeah. you guys had an episode that required we made a we made a uh, an homage an homage to Quentin Tarantino to Reservoir Dogs. And, we, and so we were finishing the episode, and we were like, can we have you on our episode, like real quick? And so he played Kevin Costner. <laughs> in uh, 
What episode was that? Oh, uh, that was Food Crit, uh, Moody Foodie. Moody Foodie. Yes. yes. They're watching Tin Cup on TV, and he plays Kevin Costner in it. Oh my god, that's insane! I because Bob's is like one of those shows. Like, do you have the? Do you, I'm sure you all have that show. Like a show you could fall asleep to because you've watched it a hundred thousand times, and you just know all the right spots. Like, it's like one of my. It's one of my. I like, go to sleep when I'm working. I watch. My wife and I have blown through all eight seasons. Season eight, I'm not as caught up. I've watched all of it maybe only twice, but I've seen every other season like two, three, four, five times. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of times. What's your all-time favorite episode, if you don't mind my asking? Oh, God, that's such a I – don't, I don't – hmm. What's one that comes – doesn't have to be number one? No, so. I know. It's, I, that's tough because I'll be honest. I I love all of them for such different reasons. Like and, I've slept to them all. I don't know what yeah, like I want to, I'm like most people would be like, oh, talking toilet, because that's a, the talking toilet one's great. But honestly, the ones that get me the most, I'll tell you, all right, this is the one that gets me the most emotionally, which is why I love it. When um Louise and anytime you guys do the Louise and Linda stories, just like gets me right in the gut for some reason. Uh, the episode when they're not getting along and they go through that like mother and me class with um. They're called a laser razor. Yeah, that was. Yeah, so they play laser tag, and then the other one is when Louise and Bob and regular size Rudy go on the field trip and then you find out Louise oh. respects her dad. Yeah. John's really happy right now. He names, <laughs> he names one of his episodes and he's oh. just... But then but then, I mean the draw the the train one is great. Um anything yeah. Halloween or Thanksgiving. Any of your I don't know, this is bad. I love all of them because I've we Thank like you. every holiday I go around and like I don't really I, I'll pick like all the ep- holiday episodes of shows I like. So all the every Christmas we do all your Bob's episodes. Uh, every Thanksgiving we did oh. oh and Masters of None we added your Thanksgiving episode in that as well for the the holidays that came up. Nope, that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I read that you guys might be getting season three. Yeah, I think it's up to Mister Unsorry if he wants it's, to make four. Yeah, no, I read like an interview after with him and Alan Yang. We we're just like, we're tired. Can we please just have some time? And I'm like, much respect. I have no idea what it goes into making and starring a show. And right. I find yeah. my job tiring, and there's no expectation to be as good every day, and no one. Looks at me publicly, so it would be interesting if if that show just kept going and just like every four years there was a new season and the characters just age and they're in different places. Like yeah. Herb, like what? Like Herb, your enthusiasm? Oh, like, I said like Herb, and I was like, like, what is that show? I want to <laughs> learn about this. <laughs> no, that would be kind of cool. I like or HBO did that too with like Sopranos. It would like skip two years here and there, and oh. then they would never like kind of announce it. They'd be like, oh, oh by the way. That's also true with SpongeBob. SpongeBob takes like yeah, SpongeBob ra- random two years off, three years off. All the greats: Sopranos, SpongeBob. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Same thing. <laughs> nice to meet you. Well, we're gonna dismiss Kelvin. Oh, thank you so much for coming, on, Kelvin. That's such a that's such a treat. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, I can't wait for you to fall asleep to me in the future. I me neither. <laughs> thank you. Person. Oh I'll give you a shot first. Okay. Um. Do you know the do you know, do you know the rapper Sage Francis from your town? Yeah. Oh, not personally, but yes. And uh, um, yeah, oh, yeah, he's him. And then uh, the other, do you know his uh, partner friend B. Dolan? I don't know yeah. If you're, you're. Yeah, I used to. So I, my brother is a is a legitimate hip hop artist. He's a DJ, and I'm a a bad rapper. But I used to play shows in college, so I would. I yeah, you put out a vinyl. Oh, I. I, I okay, yeah. I, I was I gonna deer flesh. I was gonna ask you about that. <laughs> it's a weird name. It's my Tennessee hunting name. <laughs> but yeah, but Sage, I'm a huge Sage Francis fan, and. He is, yeah, he is from. I've never been to Providence, but every time it's I think of it, surprisingly nice. Um, I didn't grow up here, but um, it is nice. But are you are you fan? Are you like are you like a fan of like Cardboard City, like Cage and all those cats? Oh yeah, wow. That's I haven't I haven't listened to Cage in a very long time. Yeah, but yeah. I'm so I'm from Connecticut, and I I grew up in oh. like the um punk hardcore ska scene, uh, more punk hardcore scene, and then there was a weird phase where it kind of turned like hip hop. Within that, yeah. so like, um, I remember I was like at a bar at a show, and it was a like cage, and then they had Sean from Hatebreed playing bass for him, and Travis from like Head Automatica, and Daryl from Glassjaw were all playing a show at this like shitty bar in Bristol, Connecticut, and I'm like, oh my god, 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 oh my god. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I uh, that's like, what year was that? It was like 2002 ish or later, 2006 ish? No, about yeah, oh, ooh. yeah, maybe yeah. 06, 07. Yeah. Oh, four? I don't know. Years. <laughs> yeah, that's like when I used to listen to new music. Oh my god, I have that problem too. I really do. I've been making. I've been asking friends to make Spotify playlists. So that's like, smart. give me something to listen to that I I don't. Hip hop, I do do have a bit of a blind spot. I don't know tons and tons of it as much as I would like to. 
I just like miss pieces of years and decades. I'm like, what happened after Puff Daddy? Who's this Drake character? I often ask myself that. What happened after Puff Daddy? Nothing. 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 Mace retires, and that's it. Wait, do people end up asking you about your career and uh, mental health uh, often on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it two way, whatever. Yeah, it's it's completely just like a free flow, if you will. Yeah, I'm I'm just interested. So you said you, you work at a at a hospital? Yeah, I work at a so I work at an outpatient facility at a psychiatric hospital. Gotcha. So people that have completed, I, I don't know if the word completed is correct. Oh yeah. Well, so basically, the, our program is like it's like a, we call it a stabilization program. So. So if you went to the hospital for any sort of mental health and or substance use just like program, when people yeah. come out, they call it like a step down program. And some of those yeah. programs are really intense where you like it's like five days a week and nine to five. But we most people can't do that because they have jobs and yeah. families and stuff. So our program is more like you go live in the community. You have a job. You have a family and you come in like once, twice a week and you work with like a, a team. And so I'm part of said team. And then we help people and then move them along within a year to the next step of life. So, yeah, I work with a lot of people with, like, mental health. Uh, dual diagnosis is pretty common. Like, most people who suffer some sort of trauma uh, with mental health and substance just kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Wow. Well, you have, a, you have an interesting job. No one's ever said that. So thank you. Because I think yeah. you guys have a much more interesting job. Oh. No, we just deal with each other all day. We, we, we're, we're sick of our behavioral patterns. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I no, guess. no, yeah, we we are not. We are. We've been together for since what year? 2011. But yeah, what you're doing is very important work. You know, you know, I'm not. I'm not just saying this because you're here. But like, um, I talk like we talk with clients about like coping skills and uh, things like that. And um, so I work with a lot of people who have depression. And there's a couple of shows like that have an immense amount of optimism and positivity that make them happy to help them kind of like cope or go through depression. And the two I hear the most. Well, all right, three. It's Archer. Because it makes them laugh. Bob's Burgers, because of the family love, and then Parks and Rec, because Leslie Nope's unbridled optimism. Those are wow. like the three shows that I have. I recommend the clients. It's just this. Oh, like, that's so cool. Show. Yeah, so it, that stuff helps. You know, it's really cool. Yeah, every now and then we get a tweet. You know, usually Lauren Bouchard gets it, but yeah, somebody who say they've been suffering from some sort of depression, and the show has been encouraging to them, and that's always really nice to hear. But you do this professionally, so it must be very rewarding for you to have that on a regular basis. Yeah, it, it, it's and I'm like, and I'm always just like, whenever I'm watching, I'm like, please watch a show. Like, uh, I was like, please watch Bob's, please watch iZombie, please, please keep these on the air. Keep okay, them on the air. A former Bob's writer then went on to write on uh, iZombie, Kid Boss. Yeah, the only Bob's writer to ever leave the show. Everyone else has stayed here. Really? The yeah. yeah. Kid I was actually—I was going to ask you because I just—I've had an iZombie writer on here a couple times. I emailed him like, "Do you guys, do you know these? You guys know each other? I know it's a very small industry, but also large towns so is probably improbable." But I, I have the pleasure of knowing Rob Thomas, but I don't think I know any of his other writers. Uh, it's a good show with a bad name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anyone out there is listening, it is well. It's got one more season left. It's very, very good. Rob Thomas is a very talented writer, so I, yes, you I would either party down fans. Oh, huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. Um, I interviewed uh, one of the writers. The last time I had him on, I probably spent 15 the, minutes trying to get him to have a party down um, crossover into the iZombie universe. And I was like, here's how you can do the Super Crackers. It'll work. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're at. <laughs> Who was that? What writer was that? Uh, his you know? name is Bob Dearden. Very nice gentleman. Come on a couple times. And, oh, wow. Uh, I think you, have, you, have repeats, you have repeat customers. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, people people are nice, you know, for the most yeah, part. I'm glad you're finding nice people. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, and so, I mean, for you guys, one thing I'm sure the show gets written about by much smarter people than I am is about how it kind of portrays, like, a family that loves each other, but they're yeah. also poor, which you don't see on TV a lot. Is that something you guys are constantly keeping in mind of, like, not going too extravagant of, like, wealth? <laughs> like, keeping it, oh. like, grounded in, like... I got, did you? I don't. Know, I think Crack did an article that like the family and Bob's Burgers, based off their the region that they would be in New Jersey, would they'd be on SNAP, they'd be on food stamps essentially. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, we. I think our biggest thing is just like walking the line. Like we don't give them any remote luxuries, but we're just trying to be cautious of like like why are why are we letting them close down the restaurant to go on some crazy adventure. But I think the longer the show goes, the more we don't really explain that. And it's like, yeah, we're going to close the restaurant today to go to whatever. Try to. We're always, yeah, anything. We're also just very aware. They sell, they're a small family business and just truly 
can't do certain things. And so, like, yeah, we're definitely limited in a good way as to, like, what kind of episodes we can do. Like, they're not they're not going on a lavish vacation. They're not buying a new car. They're not. Yeah, they're not, they're not winning any prizes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. As you were saying that, I was thinking of the food truck episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. Okay, brilliant. Any kind of new car. Yeah. Or the when they uh with the uh when they did the game show with Beef Squatch. Uh family yeah. Uh, oh, like, yes, but they didn't win. I mean they, they didn't even win. Yeah. <laughs> How do you guys come up with those scenarios? I mean, honestly, it's just like the show walks this interesting line of like absurdity but realism. Yeah, it could be a very strange, I think, live action show. Yes, but it works so well. It works. So I give a lot of credit to the cast too, because they uh, add so much to it, and they're all—I I mean, everyone says this, and it's cliche—but they really are the best cast on TV. I agree with that. And yeah, they bring the ad lib a lot. And I know this gets talked about a lot, but they improvise in just about every record session, and they make it so much better. And I think that's what people respond to: is it is more of a natural dialogue back and forth because they are staring at each other in most cases yeah i mean i remember hearing the presentation for the first time and just having i'd never heard anything like it just because of the, the cadence and the rhythm of people talking on top of each other and it was just pretty uh it felt pretty special and so i still uh i still stand by it being special because of the cast and because of I, how they oh yeah they're all I, I, everyone who works on that show is just it's so great but i but, but i mean the improv obviously is wonderful but the scenarios they get in are so like whimsical and hilarious and sweet sometimes and funny but like sometimes like you guys did that whole like almost like stand by me ask episode with the kids just to go see a goat with two butts and yeah, that's john schrader original oh thank you for that because that was like i think it's hilarious but that is so exactly what i did at that age if someone told me <laughs> there was some mythical creature with two assholes i would go on a journey across town on a bicycle to do that exact thing like, it's so realistic, but yet so fucking funny. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, Lauren pushed that to be kind of like a uh, a faith episode. Like, do you or don't you have believe, you know? Yeah. Oh, I never yeah, I, I, I grew up in, in Tennessee with, like, woods behind my house, and I, that's pretty, like, romantic to me. The idea of just, like, leaving your house and being able to go on an adventure. And I don't know if exactly, it's exactly like that growing up in L.A., but I hope my kids can get into weird adventures and mischief like that in a, in a city you know i saw some of the berkeley kids uh when i was like going down through your neighborhood yeah they were like climbing a lamppost like looking around like are we gonna get in trouble oh, so i think kids are still having fun that's great <laughs> <laughs> kids are still having fun that's good <laughs> how old are, do you have how old are your kids i have a, a one and a half year old and a five year old a little oh, wow. little daughter larger good. larger boy good for you i have a 16 literally today 16 months so is that year wow. and a half about, yeah yeah year and a half about. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's a little, little girl, and it's uh, it's fun. That is she, great. Yeah, they're they're fun. She loves the music on Bob's, like the theme song. Really? She only reacts to Moana, the Bob's Burger theme song, and the Ducktales theme song. Wow. Well, the Ducktales, yeah, that that those all make sense. The new one, <laughs> like the Disney Channel one, because I watch it for me, but it's really really good. But it's funny whenever the Bob's the like the ukulele kicks in, you just see stop look. And then back to whatever she's doing. <laughs> I just I was just at a, a, a birthday party and a little five year old boy was singing a song from a montage in a Bob's Burgers episode. <laughs> what song? It Which song? One, it was from the Mother's Day episode. It just goes shrimp, shrimp, shrimp and houses, shrimp, shrimp, shrimp and houses. <laughs> it was in his head. <laughs> we do the uh, Where is Harry Sherman frequently in our family. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a regular. And you know, my, my father, we got my father in law. For some reason, he's not. He likes sci-fi and books, and, like, he just doesn't know how to work a TV, and we had Bob's on in front of him once, and he's, like, it's his obsession, so whenever he comes over, can we put on that Bob's Burgers cartoon on? Oh, uh, yeah. We, he's, like, a 60-something-year-old man who thinks it's the funniest thing he's ever seen in his life. It's so sweet. I, I used to get voicemails from my mom. She doesn't do them anymore. She's still around and very healthy. I love you, Mom. Um, she's, she would leave me voicemails every week after Bob's episodes and give me, like, reviews of them. Oh, that's kind of sweet. I've saved them all. It was so sweet. And then uh, that should be a podcast. His mom has the sweetest voice you've ever heard. She's wonderful. Except it, after the Doctor Yap episode, I did not get a message from her. Which one? The with the dentist where with Louise? It, with the the one where he uh, it's Bob has to date Gail in order <laughs> Gail interested Doctor Yap. It's a little racy. And my mom didn't call, so I had to call her, and she was like, it was a little, it was a little too, a little too sexual. Oh, <laughs> hey, moms. 
But yeah, my mom would. My mom didn't say it was too sexual. That's not how my mom talks. <laughs> she talks like this. <laughs> now, am I? Is this? I, I have a little section I want to introduce called "Is IMDb Correct?" Uh, are you both married <laughs> to writers or someone involved with the show? I am married to someone. I met my wife on the show. No way. But, yes. Okay, so it's typically because uh, sometimes IMDb is wrong. So it's like, hmm, I, uh, well, congratulations. That's adorable. Yes, and Stephen is also married to a very talented actress, musician. Who has been on Bob's Burger several times. Voiceover, right? Is that so, what I read? Yeah, yeah. So we are, in fact, both – John is married to a person that works on the show every day and is the heart and soul of the show. She wrote the Harry Truman song. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. She did. Nora <laughs> Smith. That's Oh, man. That is uh, – you guys must have like the most fun families, just like, or just average. You're like, this is whatever. <laughs> All right, yeah, like that's so cute. That's adorable. So you guys actually met on the show. That's so sweet. Yeah, that's a good story you have for people. It, it is. This show has life. been very good to me. Um, you, did I, I? You worked on the Sarah Sil like the short-lived, uh, wonderfully classic Sarah Silverman program. Yes. Yeah, that which was kind of animation, but live action. That was more of an animated show than Bob's Burgers. It's like we shot Sarah out of a cannon, and we don't do stuff like that to Bob. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> yeah Brian yeah, Posehn. That was is, joy. Is that now I confuse? That's with Brian Posehn and Steve Agee were the gay couple. Yep. Okay, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Brian Posehn was, was in um my cousin's now ex husband's uh, band. He was in their video, and like I like yeah. I was like geeky. I'm like you met Brian Posehn. <laughs> yeah, he, both those, that that show is a joy, just like Bob's is a joy to work on. When I was done, when the Sarah Silverman program went away, I thought, well, it'll never be that good again. And then it kind of is. Have you worked on Kimmel really too? Nice. Yes. Well, Jimmy and Sarah were dating back in those days, oh, and wow, uh, yeah. Comedy Central was uh, slow to pick up the Sarah Silverman program, so there'd be six, even nine months in between seasons, which didn't help anybody. Um, but Jimmy was nice enough to hire me on his show in between those those periods, and it was, that was a blast. So both of you guys are in a, like a field where there's not a lot of certainty in things, and you kind of found like almost knock on wood the goose that uh, lays the golden egg. Like you have writing jobs on a TV show that's going to at least do eleven years, like employment for eleven years in your industry, any industry. That's amazing. I'm sure you guys must every day be like, hey, good. Yeah, that would be great. I would, I would do that. <laughs> uh, no, it's not lost on either one of us. Like we, we, this is especially these days. You know, everything's going to streaming, and it's like two or three seasons and done, and that's great too. But I'm very appreciative. I know you are too. Oh so, yeah, no, this is look. This is, uh, this the, is first, like a, the first writing job I ever had. I was, you know, wrote a ton of scripts in like a room alone in a room with Kelvin, and we both got crazy lucky having a job that's lasted this long. But you know what is interesting about that is it doesn't seem as – at least from the fan perspective that the show, like the people who make it, it doesn't feel that way because it does feel as fresh if not more innovative than every season before it. Like it's always – I don't it's always good. You it, it never watch an episode of Bob's and feels like it was phoned in or like it was Rush or like there's there's cartoons. Yeah, shows I love. Season, season will. Oh, that, yeah, that's where it starts. That's like, <laughs> hopefully we – no, hopefully, yeah, we all really truly like – like our jobs and like what we do and and are are really i don't want to say hard on ourselves but are we hard on i think ourselves? we i think we are like every now and then i'm really like oh no is this is this episode gone too far in one direction or another and then no one ever complains so i'm happy to be wrong about it and i haven't worried about it in a couple of seasons and no one said anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, which ways are you afraid of like is it the emotional stuff or is it like the no, silly stuff like that like there's some of the broader stuff um which i love like my some of my episodes, it's just like I'll use Belchies as an example. Like, there's no way, like they're not going to die in a taffy factory. It's kind of like schmuck bait, as we say, but no one seems to care, and that's good because it's fun to go on those adventures, you know. Oh, they it's all, the best. They died in the taffy factory is a little known secret, and they've been ghosts ever since. <laughs> that's a good. Th you guys can write that, right? And they got like sure. it off. There okay. is a theory going There's around theory. online that everyone's dead except bob but it's not true oh you know what one really makes me mad um because i love a good internet like television conspiracy theory like uh -huh. there's like multiple youtube videos like what's louise hiding under her hat but like it's so fucking i mean correct me if i'm wrong but like you could see her hair so yeah. i'm just like it's so it makes me really annoyed like i'm like i love the ones like 
Bob is dead or like have you ever read the ones like in Rugrats? Like the all the rug like Angelica they're all dead. Except no. Angelica is, is there's one that's like Angelica is is a figment of Angelica's imagination. Chucky is a stillbirth, so that's why Charles worries. Uh just all this really gross stuff. And I'm like I'm on board for like weird conspiracy theory, but the one about Louise's hat just makes me mad because I'm like, but it's so easily disproven. Yeah, no, no, we can. Yeah, you can see her head shape. <laughs> can... Yeah, and there's nothing in the show that's ever led us to believe that there's this mythical anything outside of like the awesome. Like, I don't know. No, it, it just it, oh, it makes me mad. I mean, there's an episode that came off. Yeah, nothing, nothing fell out when watched her... it this morning. Actually, when I was getting my daughter ready, it was like our go-to Hulu watching. You know, I had to have something on the background. Uh, with Owen Logan, I watched it yet again. Yearsy Rider, I like that one. Actually, I have a question for you guys about the music. Who write, was that? Do you guys like as a team all write that, or is that someone else? Like the lyrics? Well, we have a couple of musical forces on the show. I mean, starting with Lauren, like Lauren Bouchard, our our Lord and Creator, has uh, he he is a wonderfully musical man who a lot of music goes through him. His office has like a bunch of keyboards and synthesizers and guitars in it. And then it has we, been said he's created the show so he could write songs. And yeah, I don't think it's a wrong statement. There's some theater element to it too. Like there are definitely signs, like it's like legit, like it almost has like a theater act to it. Like the community garden episode where that song break comes out of nowhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was like bad. So I, another <laughs> written by Nora Smith. She's your wife is a, a both all of you obviously are just amazing writers because that episode i really like but when the song comes on i think i like started like you ever watch something you just get this feeling like is this fucking happening <laughs> oh my god this is happening oh my god they're layering the vocals it's it's amazing that's great it's just, i love i just love any i love bob because he's just such like a regular dude and he try he's an artist who's kind of trapped in this dead end job it's still creative and he's got a family and he loves them so much but you know Kids can be annoying, and it's – I don't know. You don't see that kind of love on television like as much as Bob's Burgers, I would argue. That's good, yeah. yeah. We like to hear that. Yeah. No, we, we try to do it but not pour it on too thick. Um, getting back to the music, there are oh, some sorry. people um, – there's a uh, – well, Lauren Bouchard's old, old friend. He's very old and very – no. Very old. <laughs> He's a friend from high school. Um, uh, John Dylan Keith is one of the composers here. Um, we have the Daisy brothers, Tim and Pat. Yeah. Are, are a newer edition, and then these guys on the East Coast called the Elegant Two uh, write a lot of music for us. Um, but the lyrics often start with the writers. Yeah, like the Christmas episode, like was a lot of like us just taking not not musically, but just like taking a pass at like the lyrics for the song, and then like Lauren and the JC Bros will come in and start actually crafting melodies that would mm. not craft, and then all kind of working together to make it sound like a real song. Yeah. Steven, do you do you do any of the rapping? Like, do you write any of the rap lyrics? I mean, yeah, I, I do. Like, some of the Boys for Now stuff is like me. <laughs> boys for uh, Now, I love them. When I was, yeah, we I, we're big boy band appreciators, and so yeah, a lot of the, the Boys for Now stuff. Like, one of the songs got like just recorded on my computer with like scratch vocals, and that ended up on television, just like using little headphone microphone. Oh, that's Steven's a good freestyle rapper. I'm not going to put him on the spot, but yeah, I know there's will. That is, that's for my car. I love, I'm a, I'm a, a, a sh in the car, the shower. Or his favorite yeah, yeah. rap at lunch, it was bust out a rap, and it's like, oh, that's pretty good. They come out of me sometimes. Did you write the burgers and fries rap? No, that actually was Lauren. was Lauren. Yeah. I think so. And Holly, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Burgers and fries, yeah. That, that's got such a good hip hop like element to it, and then it switches, like, but there's some right here. I know, it's just like, yeah, Lauren. Lauren is a good. I think Lauren's a good rap writer too. There's some stuff he's working on now. Some tough secret stuff. I've heard some. I've heard <laughs> some. Ha I'm sorry. No, I just heard some raps coming out of his room that I'm impressed by. For Central Park. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, do you do? You, I know this is such a like a lame question, but like, do you have favorite characters to write for? Like, I know in The Simpsons, like notoriously, they all hated writing for Marge. <laughs> she was the hardest to write for. But you guys almost do the opposite. Where I, I would imagine Linda must be. A blaster right for. Oh yeah, Linda's a blaster right for. I haven't heard Linda quite a bit, but yeah. they're all great. I mean, yeah, no, everyone. I've done my like... I've done my share of Tina episodes. I feel like also though, I've always enjoyed writing for Tina. Oh. Yeah, right. And uh, in, you know, as a person in, in constant puberty is is enjoyable to write it's for. It's so funny, and no, I don't think you see that in any other show. Am I wrong? 
I mean, I, yeah, nothing I, think, I watch at least. She definitely is. Is uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if I can point to another another Tina, but I just yeah, she is. She's special. She's, she's going through a hard time, gracefully making it work and making it work. But yeah, it doesn't really reflect the way the air schedule works out. But like, we try our best to rotate. Well, Stephen just did a Bob story, and I just did a Linda story, so maybe Kelvin will do a Gene story. But we can do that the best we can, and then it'll still air, air three Louis stories in a row, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but people don't seem to mind that either. Yeah, I mean, but, and you also do this thing like in like Springfield where you've worked out the side characters as much. Like that Teddy hoarding episode, like to get some real backstory on Teddy was just like amazing. Like, you know, I or, uh, and you get – Mort is, like, used perfectly, or the mailman, or, like, the friends, or Gail. Like, how sad is Gail, but yet so lovable? Good. You know? Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, still lovable? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good that she's lovable. Yeah, I agree. I love Gail. I, I love all the characters. I mean, I, I don't mean just to fan out. I, no, I'm going to. Oh. It's just, we I, I, it, it really is a show. I just, like, I, I was talking to my wife, and I was like, oh, I'm like, yeah, we're pretty big fans. And then she's like, yeah, we only own, like, Two T-shirts, all the pop figurines, a blanket, socks, uh, <laughs> and like I'm like, oh god, we have a lot of Bob's Burgers merch. Without like noticing, we've just kind of had slowly collected it throughout the house. Great. I read some of the graphic novels too. I just got a couple more from the library today, and like those were really good too. And I was like, huh, Bob's Burger took over my life, and I'm oh, I'm okay wait, with it. Library has them. I'm sorry, what's that? Your local library has our uh, comic books. Yeah, they have a lot of graphic novels. It's really cool. You have a cool library. Yeah, I look. I live across the street from it, so it's really nice. Um, I've actually never been like a graphic novel oh. reader, but I've been trying to like read that, get into them. But I don't want to. Um, I'm like ah, so the I I so I like just started like getting them out for the library, and I found the Bob's Burgers one. I found a bunch of other ones. I just got two of them out today, so I'm excited to kind of dump into those. I read the first few, and I really liked them. Nice. Man, I was gonna say well, we could send you stuff, but you probably already have it. But we still, we still will. Oh no! That oh my god, that'd be amazing. That's so cool. That's so nice of you guys. Sure. I'll handle it, John. You Even don't to, do you don't have to do anything. I will take care. Of it. I just sent some. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm oh, just sorry, saying. I'm, you. Address. You don't don't give your address right now because you're. Providence, Rhode Island. No, don't say it. People will. <laughs> don't say it. Los Angeles. Oh, that's so kind. Uh, it's it's so it's nice to see the people who make the thing you like actually um uh like you know they got you guys seem to. Am I wrong to say that you're also fans of the very thing you're working on? Oh, dear yes. God. Yeah. No, no, I, yeah. I still – I watch it. My wife and I watch it every Sunday together. It's very it's – a, it's a sweet, That's nice so thing. Yes. You wanna hear, I have a kind of a, like a weird uh, – not weird, but uh, oh, it, it, something that ends up meaning more to me, us than it should have. Um, so like I won't get too deep into it unless you want to get way crazy. Uh, so my wife and I, we have, actually, we have like a one-year-old, and like we had a really traumatic birth. My wife had a very, very traumatic birth, and it was really – really tough experience so for the first father's day my um my daughter was born in march so you know it was just still like we're still in that haze of a newborn and going through everything she had gotten me a world's greatest dad shirt with bob on it have you ever seen those no me neither oh, I, I can send you a picture it's fucking i got newberry comics if you guys i don't know if you've ever been out east it's uh the best store in the world yeah yeah it's just like and um like and a bob like funko toy and then so i have a picture of my daughter from the first father's day when i'm holding her so this year for father's day I literally had to put on the same shirt, and then I have my daughter. I'm like, oh, we should do this every year. And I didn't even think about this until today. I was like, oh, for like our whole lives, we're going to – you know like, you know those pictures, and you ch- you check like here they were when they were three months old versus 13 months old or whatever, and now it's always going to be with that Bob's Burgers T-shirt. That's like, nice. I'm, I'm glad. I'm sorry for the traumatic experience. I'm glad everything turned out. Thank well. you. You'll have yes. to me, me too. <laughs> yeah. I have it's one of so have funny. Uh, number one bed – uh, first, my my son was born like the weekend of Father's Day, so I have one of those like three day old kid Father's Day pictures, and I am I, I so tired, so oh so tired, so and you're oh. like they sent me home with these things. I know. I remember sending people pictures of like me with my kid, and nobody would write back like you kid or congratulations. They just be like you look terrible. Yeah, <laughs> are you okay? And uh, I, and I was kind of okay, but yeah, it, it is it is a, a sleepiness known by. Known by no one until that moment. Yeah, and you can't prepare for it. Yeah. And, uh, so one <laughs> thing my wife um, basically made sure – she said, you have to ask them this for me. So she uh, – we have a burger place here in Providence called Lux Burger, and it's really good. And they had this 
excuse me, build your own burger bar contest. Uh, build it's a build your own burger contest. Mm. And she, um, of 600 people, she actually won this year. Come on. And it was actually a really big deal. So she wanted me to tell you the burger. Yeah. And she, and if, if you ever need one for the show, she said you could have it. It tastes delicious. Okay. So she, she calls it the Figgy Piggy. And you can buy it right now. It's on their menu. And it is um, sesame bun, provolone cheese, fig jam, crispy prosciutto, and roasted red peppers. Sheesh. That amazing. It's really good. It's on their menu. She won like a five hundred dollar gift card to the plot to like, and they like owned a bunch of restaurants. She got a trophy. It was a big event. It was like a. Re- Do you guys watch The Office? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember the episode? There's a scene in the office where like Kevin and Andy win some stupid battle. He's like, it just felt good to win one for once. It was like one of those moments <laughs> in her life. Like she had to literally, she had surgery the day before the we won the thing, and we brought the, we brought her Felicity, and like she had a burger thing, and when like she won, I was like. Why am I crying? This is what this should not mean so much to us. <laughs> she has a trophy and everything, but she said I had to tell you guys that. Biggie Piggy. That is a very Belcher like uh, small victory. Yeah. No lie. That's where she when we we were at the restaurant the day that they did the thing. Like, um, she was like she thought to Bob's because we love the burger puns. They're one of the things we look forward to because they're and uh, we have the cookbook too. Actually, I'm gonna need to go through it and make them. Hey, yeah, they uh, they some of them turn out they turn out good. Some of them are good. Some of them just sound funny, and then they're not that. Yeah, good. don't make them. Yeah, that's our, gro- our glowing endorsement. <laughs> but it's a fun. Some are good. No, it is. Yeah. Hey, do you got? Do you guys like the whole staff? Just how many burger puns do you have to come up with? Oh, I mean, to get one, there's usually a list of like at least ten or twelve. And then most episodes, you know, and if an episode is like five days, you need five per episode. So you'll be coming up with like sixty-five. Per episode to get five approved, <laughs> it's a lot. And we always oh, are like, well, let's put the ones we don't use on a list, and then just use that. And then we've never once done that. And, no, and we we started really. We started doing it with red bands and square fronts. Oh my god, and that's where I got my last one. Really? Yeah. I would love to see that list. Do you guys ever kick yourself for the amount of like jokes you hide in there that you have to recreate? Like with the uh, the opening sequence, you got to have two puns at the beginning, so you got to change the the business next door it needs to be hilarious, and then you have to have the van show up. And have like a pest control bug, and then you have the burger stuff on top of all the other script and story you need to write. It's always something that like I, I always like that part of the day. It'll, it'll just be kind of like, oh shit, I need to turn in a like a rap band in a storefront, and so you'll all things will stop because you'll need to like it'll need to be drawn like that day, and then you have to come up with like and a bunch of. Things. can be our stupidest, I think. Yeah, they're very silly. So it, oh, they're they're great. So it, I, it's my father-in-law laughs out loud like a child when he sees them. That's great. I I have tried to get my friends and families like jokes approved. I get that that is, I get a lot of very rarely do I get like oh this would be a funny Bob's episode, but I do get a constant uh, text flow of this is a good rat banner storefront for burger of the day. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, that's a, all, all of us untalented writers are like I can do your job. <laughs> I think a lot of people can do that part of the job. Definitely. <laughs> Oh, no. Or that's one funny thing will happen, and then someone will say, like, well, that's going to be in an episode. It's like... <laughs> Do you have to live with that, like, your friends and family, like, on eggshells? Like, oh, I don't want this to end up in the show. All you do is smile and say, yeah, and then they never follow up, so. <laughs> John, those are the exact people that listen to podcasts, the people that. <laughs> They're like, no. So one one thing I, I did I love about the show is um I noticed that you guys, it's developed by Jim Drabtree. Is that how you say his name? Exactly. Okay, um, King of the Hill, which is another one of my, I think, possibly my, that's definitely up there with one of my all-time favorite shows. Oh, they and, just started rerunning that on Comedy Central, and no, forget. Yeah, they the pilot and the second episode were on. I think it was last Wednesday, so I don't know if it's Wednesdays or if it's every night. Really? But oh. man, it is a great show. Yeah. People forget. It's just like, and so, so much of that was like the realism, and sometimes. So I I remember. Actually, you know, funny, like, years ago when I started this podcast, I, we did an episode, like, uh, it's called, like, A Love Letter to Bob's Burgers. So you guys were probably in, like, season three, where me and my two friends just geeked out about the first three seasons. And that's where I learned that you had the King of the Hill connection. I was like, ah. oh, that makes so much sense. But the the kind of question I had is, um, did you guys purposely keep them in the restaurant for that whole first year to keep it that grounded in reality? So, like, was it season two or three where you open up with the kayaking episode? But, like... The whole first season, it's all about them in, like, almost like a bottle episode-esque. Like, it's all in the town and contained, which I think is fucking brilliant because you really get to know the area. I think so. That was Lauren Bouchard's uh, wish. And it was also, I think, you know, at the time, you know, Fox's charge was, like, make six pilots. 
Because don't assume people are going to watch the first one and then just be on board. So just like kind of make six different versions of a pilot. Uh, and I think that's how we ended up with what you're talking about. Mm. Oh, oh, that makes really sense. We try to start most episodes in the restaurant. Like we really try. It is uh, some stories just naturally <laughs> don't go that way, but it, it feels sometimes unnatural to not write like interior Bob's Burgers at the beginning of an episode. True. What are like the the rules for the show? Like um like you know Simpsons it starts off this way, but then like Homer goes to space and still mm-hmm. love the Simpsons. But I noticed what Bob's we're at season eight and it doesn't feel like Bob's about to go to space or be an astronaut. It's still very grounded. But then you also have these really absurd episodes that still keep it very grounded in reality. Like the cruise ship episode with that fucking animal thing Gene falls in love with is yep. like oh it's amazing. Or um one of my one they're all my favorite, but the one with the, the water boom flight. With Mr. Fish owner, or like, there's almost yeah. the um, get Bob and the fit kids almost get murdered under the under the bridge. Yeah, but that's all stuff like King of the Hill could happen, right? But still within reality. Yeah, yeah, and everybody like you, you, you were allowed different plots with different characters. Like Fish owner will be the one person that can get you into a murder plot because he has all these <laughs> various friends. And like, there's like kid stories like John's, like the two butted goat. Like that's a, it's just such a, like a kid adventure. So like we'll have like we have like different kind of areas where we'll kind of sometimes they'll just be like a Wagstaff school episode. Like Greg Thompson, writer here, does a lot of he's so good at writing, good at writing everything, but he does a ton of school episodes. And like yeah, we all kind of have our wheelhouse. That's he has like, my I think my second favorite episode. Which one? Um, the election episode. Oh yeah. yeah. First one, and I'm not just saying that because he's sitting here, is the uh, Valentine episode that Stephen oh, and Calvin wrote. You're nice. What was it called? Is, Bob actually. Bob actually. Bob actually. <laughs> Even like the titles of the episodes are puns. Like it's just, uh, oh, do you, do you get to be if you write the episode? Or do you get to go when they're recording the voices? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you so uh, have you met in Meryl Streep when she's dropping off Kevin Klein, or is that one of those internet things that's not that's true? In New York, so we did not get to see them. John Benson yeah. and John Roberts are in New York. Eugene Merman and Larry Murphy are in the Boston area, so they're on an ISDN line. And then we oh, okay. Michelle, Dan Mintz, Dave Herman. And then uh, most guest stars most, are. Yeah. Well, yeah. Except for Kevin Klein, I think most of the guest stars are out here. John Glazer is in New York. But yeah, when we have like Brooke Dillman or Jessica St. Clair. Yeah. yeah the Sil- like Laura and Sarah Silverman, do they get considered guest stars when they're like the reoccurring people? What I do don't think them? so. They're, uh... they're in our world. So yeah, like it's never yeah. like, you know, with special guests. Those are for people who, yeah. Like we just recorded uh, with Damon Wayans Jr. today, and it was it went great, and well, I that, can't wait for that to happen. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't wait for that episode well, to come fine. out. that's fine. Yes. So, yeah. In Living Color, right? Uh, his father. Yeah. We, we got oh, okay, yeah, okay, sorry. I'm thinking Damon Wayans and then Jr. is the kid. Oh, wow, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, no, he's he's really funny. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is. That's great. Uh, recording is one of the high points for me anyway, because you get to kind of – See how it's going to play out. And then we're also, you know, allowed to be, like, in the editing ses- sessions while we're putting it all together. Because there's a lot of, like, there's improv that you try to make work. Like, if it's – and it, what's good is – this has been said before, but our, our actors are all just great writers and storytellers as well. So whenever they improv, it's not just, like, them going off the rails. They're, like, doing it wonderfully on story and yes. can write better things than we can as it just flies out of their Yeah, mouth. John Roberts will just, like, randomly say, oh, your breath. To Bob, and it usually works every time. Yes, <laughs> I I can't take Dan Mintz watching him speak like on the camera because yeah. all I can pit- is as I picture is Tina, and it just throws me because it's like almost his voice. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know he it's comes like, like wait what? I was a fan of his comedy before yeah. this show, so it doesn't jar me as much because I was used to him talking and you know his hilarious stand-up. But yeah, I think for people who came upon this show before they figured out he was a stand-up comedian, it's very jarring. And now I had now seen um, Linda. Is that John Roberts? Yeah. Yes. I had seen those YouTube videos before Bob's Burgers. You had? So yeah, yeah. My friend oh. who had, my friends which, who actually turned me on to Bob's were the ones who showed me those videos first. I think that's how they found it. They loved John Roberts and John Benjamin. But like those uh, the Trey videos, the Long Island one, his mom, it were like the yeah. funniest things at the time. So that's uh, like yeah, that engaged John Roberts. Woo-hoo! You what? I'm sorry. He's recently engaged. We're all great. Oh, congratulations, John. If you ever hear this, that's amazing. Congrats. That's a wonderful thing. It is a love is a wonderful thing. It it is. Like were you guys older or younger when you got married? Like I, I got married I think I was twenty twenty nine. I was twenty nine. 
I was only 45. Ah, you went for it. You know, I figured, I figured I better just take the plunge before I turn 60. What? Well, there is some study that shows that people who get married later are more likely to stay together and happily. Yeah. So, uh, yay well, for us. We knew each other from work before there was any interest. Much <laughs> disputed by Lauren, but yeah, the first year or so, there was we were just like work friends. And then when she became single, I was like, oh, good. And uh, we kind of hit the ground running because we already knew each other. There was no putting on airs like, I don't watch football all day Sundays. Like, she knew who I was, and I knew who she was. That's horrible. It made it easy for us. So, yes, I think we're going to be fine for the long haul. You're going to make it. So you guys were the Jim and Pam. (laughs) Yes. I'm the Pam. You're the Pam. (laughs) And you waited. uh, (laughs) That's that's so great. That's that's so sweet. Were they all happy when you guys got married? They're like, yeah, call that. They were. I, I was happy. I was Everyone happy. except the Molinos. They didn't bother showing up. Yeah. That was a fun <laughs> They had a word. They had a, John had a very fun wedding. They had a they had a real live wedding band. Really? You went for it. There. That's awesome. Do you guys have any Bob's Burgers music played at your wedding? I don't that's, think so. That's too far. That was too far. Yeah, that's too far. I understand. And we didn't do anything funny either. Like some people were expecting us to do something funny. But her her <laughs> uncle ended up like when she was supposed to walk down the aisle, he got there late. He drove straight from Florida to Athens without stopping, and then he was just kind of casually sauntering down the aisle in shorts and a Bob Marley T-shirt. And a lot of people thought that was like a a plant, but it wasn't. It was just her uncle showing up late and wondering where to sit. He was just a man looking for a seat, but he was walking down like everybody was like ready for like the, the ride to walk down the aisle, and there he came. And I've never gone from like. Angry to joy in, in a quick – it was like a millisecond. I was like, what the hell? Uh, oh, please, please, please walk all the way down. I just want to see how this ends. <laughs> uh, I, was, I just read uh, Mike Reese, the Simpsons writer, just wrote a really good book called Simpsons Conf- Springfield Confidential. Mm-hmm. But he, he was saying that the show is um, written by a bunch of Lisas uh, who wish they were Bart's. Do you guys feel that way for Bob's, like you're all a bunch of like Tina's or – Jeans or Linda's who are making the show or Bob's or something. Oh man! Yeah, yeah I know. Think... I want. I wish I. I wish I had a delightful uh, soundbite to sum up how yeah. I feel about writing on our show through a caricature. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we're all anything. I think we're all nothing. We're all lucky. We're all lucky nothings. <laughs> yeah, we're all. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see. No, I mean, I think I relate to the, I've always, this isn't like a, through one character, I've just always, I've related to the family dynamic of the Belchers since, since day one, and I've enjoyed, like, each person is a unique instrument in this little band of the Belchers, and like, I've always just enjoyed the rhythms and writing to it. Yeah, it's hard to sum up, like. That's a great sound, like. Oh, shit, did I do it? That's the promo. You just did it, you did it. That's going to be on uh, BuzzFeed or whatever the kids read these days. Yeah. Yeah, you'll, you won't believe the 11 things Stephen Davis said. <laughs> that's pretty. That's yeah. That's exactly it. That's exactly the headlines. Twenty-two fascinating things. Things about Bob's Burger. They write about you. I I haven't been on BuzzFeed in a few years because I hate it now. But I when I but I think Bob's makes it on there quite a lot. We did a lot of gifts on like uh, the which character are you sort of thing and the. Oh yeah, because then they sold all of our data based off things like that. Exactly, and so if so, so if you up as Tina, you voted for Jill Stein. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's exact Tina Stein. That's how that works. That is that was a joke, Tina appreciator. I, um, how did you? This I know that you can't answer this, but I just I'm curious of the magic that happens when you came up with the when the room comes up with the Die Hard Working Girl musical. Like, are you laughing when you're saying it, and then watching it come to fruition? Be like, right, wow, this really works. Um. Good, yeah. Th- that did that stem from? I think that stemmed from looking at a list of Fox-owned properties, and crack, really and cracking up because basically we can we could since we're a Fox show we could use any of their movies and they wouldn't be able to get upset and we could they would allow us to and so I think was it true was Jim going through a list and just said work? Well, Jim was pushing for a uh, swim fan, oh, which was right. hilarious. But yeah, I think everyone settled. And you know, that was uh, another Nora Smith episode. Yeah. Um, I think your, your wife has written as well as you guys. I have noticed her name all the time on there. Well, the dirty secret is, and it's not even a secret. She's Lauren's right hand man, basically. Like they worked on a show before this called Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. Have you ever mm-hmm. heard of that? 
I, I didn't have – I've never saw it, but I'm aware of it. It's on Adult Swim. I think you can watch online, and it's really funny. John Benjamin plays the devil, and he has an earthly daughter that he's very protective of is the short line. Um, but Eugene Merman's in it, Sam Cedar. Um, so, yeah, they work together on that, and they kind of have a shorthand that the rest of us have yet to uh, master with Lauren. They won't let us in. <laughs> You're married to Shimon. They won't let us in creatively. That's why I married her. Just yeah. to, like, just drop to try to get it. Hey, well, with this uh, Disney merger, that means you guys can do some Disney properties for future episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could do, like, that. John- Star Wars or Avengers or whatever they are. No, you should get, like, a bad one. No. All right. Here, here's a pitch that no one should ever use. Howard the Duck. Oh, I love yeah. Howard the Duck. I'll be too, but like in Bob's world, yeah, yeah. you know, if anyone could do it, because you guys did that with Jaws, which I still don't understand how that episode works so well, but it was fucking brilliant. Greg Thompson. The deepening. Yeah, that's. Oh my god, it's like, and that's when I think that was the first like real like Teddy tour de force, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, shit. I think so. Yeah. If memory serves correct, but like when you do the movie, Pat, Pat, I kind of hints or uh, is the train one with the, the chocolate? Is that supposed to be the Great Train Robbery? There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of great train robbery in that one. Okay, yeah. My my father-in-law who loves old movies. Is like that's one thing he loves about the show. Like it works on these levels of someone like me who like I don't have much knowledge of older film, and he doesn't have anything now any knowledge of anything recent pop culture. So like we watch it and pick out different things that like there's like oh this is funny because of this, and he'll always point out those old references. I'm like oh oh interesting. Yeah, the references often are like old. Not not a lot of pop culture, but if we reference something, it does kind of harken back. Thing. Time since past. Yeah, there's great. There we're every, every great train robbery is great. There's Sean Connery like did all of his own stunts and didn't have to, and he's like on top of a train going under bridges. It's pretty cool. Did a, a good film. Uh, now, if you guys can do some Star Wars, that would be pretty. That could be really fun. I just started watching Star Wars with my son, which has been really fun. My wife says I, like I indoctrinated him, and that's why he likes it so much. But I, I, I thought I've been playing it pretty cool. But he's a big fan. What did you start with? We, I started with uh, with the New Hope, so I just I'm going in. I'm the order that that I saw it. Oh, are you gonna skip the prequels? No, we're do we're uh, we're doing them. Ugh. We're uh, we're we just finished Phantom Menace. <laughs> he said right away he was like, is the, he was like, is this Star Wars? And I was like, it's Star Wars. And he was like, where are all the characters? <laughs> Dad, I don't want to watch C-SPAN. But you know what I will say? He my. As I love the Ewoks, and many older people than I did not love the Ewoks, my son loves Jar Jar Binks. I have heard that. And um, yeah. did you guys read that article about the guy who voiced him or played him and like almost contemplated suicide over that role? I know. I just, I, yeah. I was like, oops. <laughs> I deleted a tweet. I had, like tweeted about like my son's appreciation of Jar Jar Binks and how I was confused. And then I read that article and I was like, oh, no, 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 no delete. No. Yeah, I, I didn't get into Star Wars actually until The Force Awakens comes out. I'm kind of a late bloomer. Oh, interesting. That's very Yeah, I missed him as a kid. A lot of and my the... hard like sci-fi friends like hated the Ewoks, but like you didn't really hear about it as much back then because it wasn't the internet. I yeah. wonder if people would have hated them as much as they hated Jar Jar Binks had they had these platforms to hate. Yeah, yeah I wonder. And the internet was a different species back then. So what year is that? Like MySpace is social media isn't around yet either. So it's even more concentrated and laser focused and doesn't move as fast. Right. Yeah, they still got around that everyone. Oh, it, it got around, but I wonder if it, we would have hated Jar Jar and then moved on to the next thing to hate. Oh, but, that's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I learned yeah. about Ewok much later in life. I liked them fine. I was 14. I thought, yeah, oh. I thought they were great. And like, I loved, I, I, I really enjoyed the last Jedi cause I didn't have any emotion. I was like, Oh, well, this is cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there is a silly scene where, uh, which I loved as a kid, but just rewatching Jedi now, where where Luke uses his Jedi powers to make C-3PO fly, so the Ewoks worship him as a god. <laughs> that's kind of that's that's kind of a weird. There's a cut. It's kind of like a weird pitch <laughs> that that made it into the movie. It's like a weird like comedy beat that's very broad. Um, well, I can't thank you guys enough for your time. This has been such a delight. Um. Do you have any projects or anything you want to plug besides the wonderfulness that is Bob's Burgers? Mm. No, we're all, I mean, we're, Bob's Burgers, the movie, 2020. By, I cannot wait. Is there, You probably couldn't tell us anything about it yet anyway if you wanted to. It's probably too far away. Bob's in Other it. Then it will be great. Yeah. Uh, two of the kids die in the movie. <laughs> oh, that would be too funny. Like if you killed Gene or something, that would be so awful. We're already all dead, so. <laughs> we're all dead. Uh, but yeah, and also, let's see, Central Park is going to be coming out on Apple 
when is that? Next next year? Oh, yeah, yeah, All this stuff is too long from now. Too long. Yeah, Lauren uh, and Nora created another show in there. With Josh Gad. Yes, and it's got, oh, wow. got some Hamilton. Book, uh, Book of Mormon Josh Gad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I didn't see the original run, but I did see Book of Mormon. It was one of my favorite pieces of art I've ever experienced in my life. I saw the original run, and then I saw the touring cast out here, and they're of course they're the LA cast was good. They were amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like once I mean, where else? Full, where else can good. you like uh, literally like have a song that says "fuck you, God" and the ass mouth and cunt? Yeah, that's uh, not not anybody else could do that. I was once talking about that at a donut shop here in Providence, and someone literally, uh, my wife and our my friend, we were at, we we're actually at work, and we left our job in the middle of the day to go get donuts because that's the kind of people we are and coffee. And just hang. And then uh, we were talking about Book of Mormon. My friend Adam had just seen it. And this dude, like hipster dude on his laptop, was offended by me <laughs> quoting that song. Picked up and walked across a very small bit, like a very small space. And he just walked like four feet away from me and sat and then just stared at me the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worth it. It would be definitely worth it. That guy, that guy should go see a musical. Uh, and a good one. Uh, but, uh, well, thank you guys so much. Where can people find you online? You go first. Uh, I'm Bob's Burgers John, but I, I started the Twitter account uh, to promote Bob's Burgers, and then it quickly just became me hating on Trump. So it's not that exciting. Steven has some fun jokes on him. Oh, very rarely. I am at Deerflesh, a normal name, at Deerflesh at Twitter. And yeah, there are some political ramblings, of course, but also an occasional joke. <laughs> I think we all get credit for making it through without uh, railing on our administration. I know. I think we did it. Because there's times in the day you're like, you know what? I just need to do something else. But, Mueller's got it. But as we speak, they're children in cages. There we go. We can get right into it. We can uh, – <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's hey, well, a, just, just know that we will be protecting our religious freedoms with our new whatever council shit they oh, yeah. uh, you have created session. today. But you have yeah, whatever. It worked out good for Germany. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, awesome. there's, there's the ad for the show. <laughs> <laughs> that should be Bob's Burgers. Worked out good for Germany. But, oh, honestly, guys, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. It's such a treat to like be a fan in this day and age or something and then get to like connect or communicate with someone who makes the thing you love and, and you guys and be nice. It's just a it's a it's a wonderful experience all around. Right well, on. Thanks right. For reaching out. Yeah, well excited to, to make the figgy piggy a fix for <laughs> you, you would make her day. And then some. Right on. Take it easy, man. Nice chatting with you.